Hey, sports fans. Thanks for stopping by. I'm Hosk, and I like warm hugs. I'm Jones, and thank you, Derek Henry. I'm Kudo. And do you want to build a snowman? Let's get into sports and stuff. What are we talking about? I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Or not. Ball into the wild of it is first up for just a bit outside. You're an announcer with a long stick from time to time. Touch them all, Joe. You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life. Sidney Crosby, the golden goal. It's funny to meet you. Screw up. This is your time. Now go out there and take it. On tonight's episode, we're recapping most of Week 14 in the NFL. The NBA preseason has begun, so we've got our preseason picks. The Cleveland baseball team could be in for a name change, but not for next season. More details trickle in for the NHL return to play. And as always, we're ending the show with our rare stakes. This is Into Sports and Stuff. All right, boys. Wild week in the NFL. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, a lot of big headlines. Um, none bigger than uh, my failed prediction of Derrick Henry running for 200 yards and four touchdowns against the Jags. Uh, he only ran for 215 yards and two touchdowns. So I'll wear that. That's on me. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, if, God damn it. If we're talking like big NFL stories, why are we not talking about Andy Dalton's return to Cincinnati where the Dallas Cowboys put a 30-7 to ass-whipping on the Bengals? Like, How about them boys? That's, that's got to be one of the biggest stories of the week, no? Yeah. How about that that game where the uh, Andy Dalton was able to beat that um, backup quarterback for that team that finished last place in the NFL last year? Um, you know, if his replacement had been there, you know, it might have been you know a, a big a big story. But um, good for Andrew Dalton, the the Red Rifle, heading back into the Queen City. And and getting a victory for the much maligned Dallas Cowboys. Don't sound too happy over there, Hosk. Like little little emotion. He's ecstatic. He's happy as hell. He loves it. This was my big sports reporter oh, okay. voice. I like it. But did you guys see the butt fumble? In that yeah, the I, I did see uh, I did see a replay of yeah, the butt fumble. I think that. I think that butt fumble is better than uh, Mark Sanchez's butt fumble, don't you think? I don't think Sanchez's butt fumble got returned for a touchdown. Yeah, I was going to say I don't think that happened. So, yeah, this one, the 2.0 is is definitely fitting. You know, it was reinvented and uh, uh, had a better outcome. So, definitely a a 2.0. Were you nervous watching Alden Smith run down the field with that ball? Uh, Just a little. Didn't think he could still run. (laughs) He's been out of the league for what, like? Four years? Oh, yeah, it's three years? Yeah. Like yeah. It's crazy. Just crazy. Cardio had to be a challenge. Yeah. Who knows what he's been doing those three years out of the league, right? Yeah. Uh, the primetime uh, prime Bills, back-to-back primetime wins for them. I don't, I don't know if it's their, their – their, their, well, definitely their consecutive primetime wins. I know the the Sunday nighter or the Monday nighter last week was their first Monday nighter win since um, 1999, I think. Um, I don't know if they've had any other primetime wins um, 
in that window. But back-to-back primetime wins for the primetime Bills, this time over the Steelers, handed them their second loss in a row. Um, yeah, big win for the, the Bills. Steelers have lost two uh, games in primetime too, eh? They lost their, their two losses have come in primetime, so maybe they're like the opposite of primetime Bills. And in a row. Uh, let's, let's, let's be real here. That one got flexed. From Sunday because no, of COVID, no. you know I wouldn't I wouldn't say that I wouldn't say that um, Steelers football team oh, yeah, uh, sorry. would have been a uh, would, would have been a primetime game under normal circumstances. So. Yeah, but that's two losses in a row now for the Steelers. They're falling apart. So I think uh, I think the Steelers are are winless since uh, Claypool made a comment on Instagram or Twitter. He's like. Um, Losing, what's that, or something like that. So I, uh, I think they've lost a couple of games since then. So you might be the the jinx for them. Uh, how they say it? Karma's a bitch. So what do you guys think about uh, Juju Smith-Schuster dancing on the Bills logo? Well, apparently that's something he's been doing almost every game, right? So it's like a ritual for him right now, like during the uh, win streak. So it's not. I would hate it if I was like a Bills player or any player that someone's dancing on my logo. That's not what you're supposed to be doing before a game. But that also should fire you up to like, let's go beat the shit out of them, which the Bills did. So good on him. Fucking looks good on him. That he fucking danced on their logo and then they got fucking shit kicked. Karma's a bitch. Exactly. <laughs> not much else to say about that. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers are doing everything wrong right now with that kind of shit. The posting on Instagram and then the dancing and all that. I just think it fires up um, op- opponents, right? Like, you hear about it in hockey when, I think, who was it that stepped on the on the Canadian flag? Was it, like, the American Juniors or something like that? In the dressing room, they were stepping over the Canadian flag or something like that, fired them up. I just think, you know, that's one thing you don't want to do is, like, step on top of another team's logo. Didn't that happen in the women's as well? It might have been the women's, the, I don't know. The women in the Olympics or something like that, wasn't it? The Americans were stepping. There's rumors of them stepping over top of like uh, the Canadian flag and everything. Uh, that could have been it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I feel like Wickenheiser was uh, was going on about that. I feel like that was the uh, that fired up the Canadian women. Yeah, it just gives you something to, for the pregame, like you know what they how they say it? they put it on the. Uh, on the board? Yeah, bullets and board material. Yeah, there you go. That's what I was looking for. Just gives you a reason to go out there and just put a pounding on them. Just fucking beat the shit out of them. For sure. Uh, Do you guys see uh, the Monday Nighter? What a wild one that one was. Yeah. I saw so like the very end, good. basically. Like the last quarter there. And I think that's all I needed to watch because it was goddamn ridiculous. And entertaining. As yeah. Well. Yeah. What was there? Like 35 points scored in the, in the fourth quarter. We were, uh, we were debating over under before the game. And then, uh, I just, I, I couldn't conceive that it was going to be, you know, an under. And then I think the Ravens were scored more points than the under by themselves. So. Uh, the under was 45. So what was the final score? 47, 42 or something like that. Yeah, so they uh, they definitely covered it by themselves. They pretty much pretty much doubled 
what the over under was. So um, crazy. It was a crazy game. Like uh, Lamar Jackson coming back, like everyone calling him Superman and stuff like that, just because he's running back to get in for that that fourth down play. Um, yeah, when the quarterback where, where went do you down. Think, where do you think he went? Like, where, why do you think he went off? Well, they said they said cramps. So I've seen a couple memes that like him. He had to go take a shit. <laughs> like I don't know what. Like where else would you? You got cramps, so. It's either a dehydration and he's getting an IV put into like, you know, when you get like a leg cramp and it's like excruciating pain and you got to stand up and dance around to get that feeling back in your leg. So you're not, don't feel like it's uh, going to fall off or he had to take a shit. He literally had to go and take a shit. I think he had to go take a shit. It was like a Roberto Longo. Same idea, you know, playoff game, he had to take a shit there. So the backup went in net. Because, like, if you got a cramp, you could do it on the bench or something. You don't need to go to the dress room. He went to the dress room, and the way he was running to the dress room, he, there was something going on in his pants there. Like, he just let one go, and it surprised him, so he had to go clean up. He's, he's like, that ain't going to be good. I better go uh, I better go clean this uh, this this little problem in my pants up. Uh-oh. And they're also comparing it to uh, Paul Pierce, who so-called faked an injury so he can go to the dress room to take a shit. Because of his whole cold cramping as well. Yeah. Well, hey guys, speaking of shit, with Xmas just around the corner, I just wanted to remind you um, that as you're sitting around the Yuletide getting a little tipsy, make sure when you're doing so, you're doing so in the comfortable pair of MeUndies. MeUndies are all made from ethically sourced micromodial fabric, which is three times softer than cotton. What's that, Kudo? You haven't finished your Christmas shopping yet? Nope. Uh, oh. Well, get on over to check out MeUndies. They've got more selection than only underwear. They've also got robes, socks, slippers, hoodies, and more lounge and comfort wear. Just in time for your last-minute holiday shopping. Uh, they have plain flat colors or adventurous prints and designs including Star Wars and Harry Potter themes. Simply go to getcomfy.in forward slash v forward slash into sports and stuff to check out and save 20% off your first order. That's getcomfy.in slash v slash into sports and stuff for 20% off your first order. Check out the link in the show notes. Uh, back to football, guys. A um, lot of kicks were missed this last week. Um, I heard a stat, and I'm going to muffle it because it's just off the top of my head, but it was something like 10 kickers missed 18 kicks and extra points, uh, accounting for something like 110 points. No, that seems high. It was a ridiculous amount of points that were, were missed because of kickers this week. You said how many kicks were missed? Sorry, 18? Yeah, 18 kicks and extra points or something like that. 10 different kickers. And probably 11 because they so – Parkey like, missed a couple last night, so it was probably 20, 20 missed kicks. Yeah, so basically the most it could have been is 60 points. But, but yeah, no, that's still a ridiculous amount of kicks missed. Like Dan Bailey – Basically, he cost everyone, 
I think, in betting. He missed. He had 11 points, I think, that he missed. It was goddamn ridiculous. Pissed me off. Did it, did it piss you off, Kudo? Yeah, it pissed me off. Why would that mess up? I think it's messed up my spread for my pool that I'm in that I'm, like, leading him first now. Oh. Uh, but I could have had, like, almost a perfect week. Well, if he hits those, <laughs> it's uh, almost a tie ball game. Like, they're down one point, basically, to the Bucks. So, those... It's even uh, when Parky missed a couple field goals, and I did he miss an extra point too, or just field goals? No, I think an extra point as well, didn't he? Extra point and a field goal. So when the Browns scored their first of two touchdowns, they decided, let's go for two just in case he misses it. We can go for two next time if they score again, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah I agree. It just what it just. I think it's been a weird year for kickers, but I think this was just a really bad week. And I don't even think the, the Titans kickers were contributing, and they've been like the the front runners for bad kicking this year. Yeah, Greg, Greg the legs missed a few. You know, um, I think every kicker's missed a few. I was kind of worried having the when I had the Browns money line, and they went to kick that that extra point to go up one. I was thinking of a double doink again when he he did that in <laughs> Chicago in the playoffs, right? Like, yeah. I've always said this. I don't know, like, I don't know where they get their kickers. Like these kids kick like in high school and and college. But for me, if I was running an NFL team, I'd be going to like southern the Southern Americas or like Europe and just finding these soccer players that can kick a fucking ball and just tell them to to, to just teach them how to kick a football because I know it's a little bit different, but I'm sure. These guys that are playing like Division Two soccer could probably kick a football better than some of these kickers can. Well, yeah, but when, and kickers usually in high school when you take like a soccer player and make them like the kicker on the football team. Like I think that's the main thing they do in like high school. So like that's how the kickers I think would become kickers is like they basically grew up playing soccer, so they know how to kick a ball. I don't know. They might not just be. They might be terrible athletes, and they're like, "Well, we're going to be the punter." Because they want to be on the football team. No. Because my cousin became a kicker for the football team in high school because he was a soccer player and can kick a ball. So the coach came to him and said, hey, you want to kick a football? He said, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, okay, but it. I think that's a little bit different. You're talking Canadian football. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm talking I'm, I'm talking in the States. It works the same Pat way, McAfee doesn't it? Pat McAfee played soccer? Yeah, like all the way up. And then he, like... Kicked in high school. There you go. Yeah, I still think I still think waiting until they're like older and going to pluck pluck them out of Division two or three foot like soccer is the way to go. Yeah, maybe. Can they do both? Maybe not. Like the really good soccer players are going to make more money playing soccer than kicking footballs in the NFL for sure. But Division two and Division three soccer players aren't making the money that really good soccer players are. And I just think that, I don't know, I just feel like they have, they'll have more accuracy than some of these kickers. That's why I'm starting my training now for two years from now to make the NFL <laughs> as a good place kicker. Good luck with that. Did you even play soccer growing up? No. I've got the upright set up in my backyard. I'm starting with little chip shots, five yards. All right, I'm coming over to do it then. 
he played a few games in the in the six on six co-ed oh, yeah. uh, rec league. Yeah, I was I I started playing goalie in that. You know. Oh, uh, didn't we win soccer in the in high school too? Uh, probably intramurals. Intramural soccer champions. Smoggies. <laughs> Shout out to the Smoggies. We lost in the finals, but we beat we beat half of the soccer team in the semifinals, and then we lost exactly half of the soccer team. Yeah. You can't beat the whole soccer team. Like it makes you look bad. So you you beat. Well, half it makes a soccer team look bad if yeah. like a bunch of. Next reach. thing you know, next thing you know, we're on the St. James soccer team, right? Like it's just, we didn't want that. We're like the big green out there. Yeah, <laughs> we definitely were. <laughs> oh god, I'm, I'm gonna have to watch that movie tonight. The big green. As you should. So Jones, two men entered, two men exited. Who did you have? I had uh, I had the Rams. They rolled on Thursday night football. I had the Tennessee Titans. That's why. Oh, yeah. That's they one of the on reasons. It's one of the reasons why I thank Derrick Henry. The other reason is you know advancing to the semifinals and uh, fantasy football. So. Right on. Well, who do yeah. you got for us in Survivor this week? I am going to go with the mighty Los Angeles Rams taking on the lonely O for New York Jets. What about you? I'm going to take the Stinktown Buffalo Bills on the road in the Saturday afternoon primetime game in the Mile High City. A lot of things working against me, but I think uh, I think that you know they're a prime time uh, prime time wagon here. I, I am not going to lie; that was a that was a game I was thinking about taking was the Bills. Um, I was a little worried about the trip to Mile High, but I probably should have did a little research to see who I have left and who they're playing. So, <laughs> um. But yeah, I haven't done that either. I, I'm just picking off the cuff every week. But I think I'm going to stick with my Rams pick, you know. I'm locking it in. I'm picking the Chiefs next week. I'm already locking it in for week, week, week 16. Oh, yeah? I don't know who they play, but I, I can't I can't leave the Chiefs on the bench. Let's, like, leave in uh, Zach Britton in the bullpen. And you can't play in week 17. So, you know, i got uh, to roll them out. No, you know what? I was thinking about this today. The NFL changing their playoff structure and only giving one team a bye is going to help with the Week 17 games from now on. Yeah, maybe. Well, like if you're thinking about it, like usually two teams get a bye, right? So usually those top two are locked in. They're one win away from each other. Um, Chiefs and Steelers right now are one. They're, they're one and two. The Chiefs are one because they only have one loss. If I'm not mistaken. Do the Chiefs have one loss or do they have two? Yeah, they, no, they have two. I think. No, they're 12 and one. And the Steelers are 11 and two. Um, but I just think that like Pittsburgh has a chance to still take that um, from the Chiefs. 
Yeah, Chiefs have a big game this week. They got the Saints. Yeah. And the Saints lost last week, so now they're tied with the Packers for first in the NFC. Correct. So just I just Packers think that it's Packers. I just think it's gonna maybe make for more compelling football in week seventeen, just because there's you know those top two is, teams. Uh, is Breeze back this week? There's talk of Breeze coming back this week. Um, my fantasy football team is, is kind of hoping he is back, but I'm not sure if I'm even going to start him against the the Chiefs. So, well, remember that? Remember when the Chiefs and Saints played on Sunday night a couple of years ago, and it was like touchdown every drive. Yeah, that was a great betting night. That was a great betting night. But I'm hoping for much, you know. They're uh, uncertain for week 15 right now. Got it. Hey, uh, hey Kudo, you uh, took a week off last week, and uh, the fans let us hear it. Uh, you got a fun fact for us this week? I can't. I could never, you know, live through the backlash we received last week after no Kudo fun fact. Yes, I have a fun fact. Kudo. Fun facts. So Kudo's fun fact this week. Lamar Jackson sets a Monday night football record for rushing yards in a game by a quarterback with 124 yards. And he might have had shitty pants while doing those running yards, but we don't know. Uh-oh. So-called it was a cramp, but it could have been shitty pants. We don't know. I think he had 100 yards rushing by like the end of the second quarter. Yeah, yeah pretty much. All right. Well, thanks for that fun fact. Anytime. Guys, uh, NFL or the NBA season is fast approaching. Uh, preseason has begun. Exhibition games are happening. Um, anything you've noticed thus far with the NBA preseason? Um, I can't say I've been watching too much preseason NBA. Uh, I'm more of a regular season playoff type of sports watcher. Um, preseason to me does nothing. Um, but I have noticed that there's a lot of places talking about allowing fans into the stadiums. So I find that kind of interesting. Yeah. The Raptors are looking, the Raptors are looking to have uh, a few uh, fans attend their games in uh, Tampa Bay there. Yeah. And I think, uh, the magic said something like 5,000 fans or something, something along those lines. Yeah, I think the Raptors were like 3,000, 3,500 fans. They can't sit within like, there's no courtside seats. They can't sit within 30 feet of the court or something like that. So, you know, they're going to be pushed back. But it's just interesting to see that they're uh, they're going to try and get some fans inside. I wouldn't be shocked to see places like San Antonio and Dallas with fans because they don't care about anything in Texas. Um, <laughs> they're... There's just like this. You can see it in the NFL, right? There's places in the NFL that are allowing fans outdoor. Like I know it's outdoors, but I feel like those same states are going to allow fans inside. Um, not to the same extent, but there will be fans inside those stadiums. Yeah, I think the Monday night, the Monday nighter had like a shitload of people. It was like fourteen thousand or something in attendance, which is ridiculous. So if the NFL is yeah, doing it, you know the NBA is going to do it. They were loud too, and I, I don't know whether they're still allowed to pump in crowd music when they have fans in the stands, but it, it was getting pretty loud at points with like 
So probably the pumped in crowd music plus the the fans cheering over it. Yeah. Um, it, it Yeah, it's just interesting to me that, you know, I guess you can't really get a home field advantage. Like, I know you've got, like, last night they had 14,000 fans there. I don't think that really gives a team a home field advantage, but it does kind of suck for, like, Baltimore, for instance. They don't allow fans at their home games, so they they play at home. They don't have that crowd behind them and cheering and yelling, and then they go to Cleveland, and they're there screaming and yelling, and they're still allowed to pump in fan noise, and it's just, like... It just goes to show you how um, ununified the United States are. Like each state is just completely different. Whereas here, like you're not going to see—I don't think you're going to see any fans in any hockey arena in Canada for for the next little while, anyways. I think once they allow them in one province, it's going to be like a unified. Like, okay, we're allowing fans all over the place. But I just find that the states are just do whatever, like do whatever the hell you want, basically. I guess that's a little bit reflective on their leader as well, but... They're not united. Yeah, for sure. All right. Um, do we want to give some NBA preseason playoff picks? Uh, would we be a sports podcast if we didn't? Yeah, considering I took like almost a half hour trying to make these picks. Like you, be- you better win. All right, guys, let's run. Let's just run through the list. Um, we'll pick our eight teams in the East and then our eight in the West. Um, we'll pick an Eastern Conference champion and we'll pick a, a Western Conference champion. Uh, and then you know, for shits, we'll pick someone to win the win the title. I like it. Who wants to lead us off in the East? Go ahead, Jones. All right then. Um, I'm going in no order here. It's just my eight teams. So obviously, I'm gonna have the Bucks, okay. Celtics, Raptors, Pacers, Heat, uh, 76ers the Nets, and the Bulls. It's a bold pick. Yeah, you got to you gotta throw a bold one in there every once in a while, right? Kudo? All right, so same thing, not in uh, any order, but I got the Raptors, the Bucks, the Heat, the Nets, Celtics, Magic, Wizards, and the 76ers. Okay. I'm trying to see who Kudo left off his list compared to Jones and I. He left the Pacers off the list. Pacers, yeah. So I have the same seven as, as Jones. Uh, I got the Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Heat, Raps, 76ers, and Pacers. Uh, and then I got the Hornets in the eighth spot. We all got, you know, we got a couple different teams there in the East. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's good for the listeners, you know. Chirp us all they want. Kudo, you want to kick off the West? Uh, yes. So in the West, I have the Lakers, Clippers, Suns, Warriors, Nuggets, Jazz, Trailblazers, 
and the Grizzlies. All right. Jones? Okay, I got the Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Jazz, Grizzlies, and Suns. Or, no, sorry. Suns and Spurs. No Grizzlies. I think I missed one for you. Lakers, Clippers, Nuggets, Thunder, Jazz, Grizzly, Sun, Spurs. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's eight. Yeah. Okay, and I've got uh, no particular order. I got the Nuggets, the Mavs, the Lakers, the Clippers, the Jazz, the Warriors, the Pelicans, and the Suns. So we all agree on the Suns. We all agree. Clippers, Lakers, obviously. Nuggets, Nuggets. we've all got. Jazz. Jazz, we've all got. Kudo and I got the Warriors. Um, I'm the only team with the Mavs, which I think is surprising, but we'll see. Can't pick them off. Luka Doncic is going to be the MVP. Yeah. I might have said the Mavs the first time through and then switched it out the second time through. I don't know. That's fine. I never heard out of your mouth, Jones. I don't even know what I said, to be honest with you. I might have, I should have wrote them down instead of just going right off, looking at the team names. Yeah, would have been helpful. Yeah. You got to be prepared. Yeah, I am prepared. I have the team names in front of me. Who's your East champion, Jones? Um, well, I'm going to take the, I hate to do it, the Boston Celtics. The Celtics, okay. Did I say Celtics? <laughs> no, you said the Celtics. Okay, good. Kudo, who do you got in the East? Uh, I'm going with the Heat. Ooh, a return trip for the Heat. Uh, I'm going to take Giannis and the Bucks. They're going to get there, eh, Kev? Hey. Got to get there sooner or later. Um, West. Interesting West. Kudo. Hmm. Bet you he picks the Lakers. <laughs> I've already typed it in. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him try and change now. Well, no, because I've been debating, but ah, just fuck it. I'll just go with the Lakers. They already wrote it in. It's not written in ink. He can hit backspace. Nah, that's alright. I'll just stick with the Lakers. They got Gasol now. They're going to fucking be there. Alright, Jones. I'm going with the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggies. Emmett yeah. loves his Nuggies. I can't, I can't believe he didn't make these picks for you. I, I didn't. I should have asked him, you know. He did win the postseason basketball. I probably should have asked him. You probably should have. Oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, well. what are you thinking? I'm sure he would have picked the Nuggets. Maybe I should have asked him to make my picks then. <laughs> he likes chicken fingers, chicken nuggets. Pretty close. Kev, who do you uh, go? I'm torn. Don't do it. I don't, I don't want to pick the Lakers. It just it would pain me too much. I don't you don't want to the pick Clippers the Clippers. Are, they were so dysfunctional last year that I just can't 
to see them getting over the hump. Like, they didn't do anything to really improve the chemistry, in my mind. I guess they signed Surge, but what else did they do? They didn't really get a point guard. They needed a point guard. They don't have a point guard. Do they need one? Every team needs a point guard, Kudo. Uh, Kawhi acts like their point guard in a way. I'm going to take the comeback Warriors. Ooh, good pick. I was debating whether to pick them or not. Go off the board a little bit. The Warriors. I'd like to see if uh, – I wish what's-his-name was back. Clay. Clay, Clay Thompson. I think they still got enough enough there that they can. They're well rested, that's for right. sure. Who's won the championship? Go ahead, Kudo. Take the Lakers. No, I'm taking the Heat. Oh, be about business. Jimmy Butler, we're going with the Heat. Jones. Ah, uh, the Nuggies. Good old. And I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the Warriors. Play it. All right. Picks are locked. Any, uh, any last words before the season kicks off next week? Go Nuggets. Go Nuggets. I could go for some Nuggets. Drop some off at my house on your way by. Nope. Charge! Um... Bit of baseball news last week here. Um, the Cleveland Indians, as they're still known, have announced they're going to be changing the team name from the Indians, but for the 2021 season, they're still going to be known as the Indians. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I guess they wanted to just do it all in one swoop. They didn't want to be the Cleveland baseball team, the Cleveland Clevelands. Cleveland Steamers, you know, they wanted to be, you know, they wanted to have an actual, actual name. Um, I assume this means that they're going to be removing the Indians from all their jerseys. I think it's just going to, you know, the word Cleveland going to be written on all their stuff. They got the C helmet. They've already retired Chief Yahoo or Chief Wahoo, whatever his name was. Um, yeah, it's, it's weird that they came in and announced it and then they they announced they're doing it, but then they didn't do it. Yeah, because I thought they were supposed to drop it for this year. But then they came out, or the owner came out saying, not until 2021. Which made no sense to me. It was like, why don't you just do it now? Like, would it be offensive if they just went with the Cleveland Tribe? You'd have to ask someone with more uh, Native American uh, cultural knowledge than I do. So, like... Do you think this is going to start like a landslide of other teams doing this? Like the Chiefs, the Braves, the Blackhawks? Like, I don't think the Blackhawks are ever changing their name. I think they will stay the Chicago Blackhawks. We talked about it. The Blackhawks isn't a derogatory thing. It's it, like, it's an honoring thing. So I, I think the, um, the outrage is, is lessened. I think Indians is still a, a derogatory term. Like, they should be. Native American or Native Canadian or whatever. Yeah. Uh, first Indians. So I think calling them Indians is derogatory. So I think they change. Chiefs isn't really derogatory. They're they're just named after the the tribal chiefs. Yeah. 
the, the, the head of the tables, the, the Roman Reigns is of the world. Exactly. Uh, so, you know, I, I, can't, I don't think they have to. The Braves, I don't know anything about the meaning. The name, the Braves, doesn't really yeah, like, speak to me. I don't know Native history or if it speaks to something something more than what it is, right? So, I think yeah. they just, the Braves just have to get rid of the uh, the emotion of the chopping. I think that's something that they yeah, have to... The Chiefs, the Chiefs uh, do that as well. So, that, uh, yeah, I think that was something that they talked about, of yeah. stopping. Whether they take the tomahawk out of their, out of their logo. I think um, the Braves have kind of gone that way with taking the tomahawk out. Yeah, I haven't... Uh, I can't even picture what their uniforms look like right now, but they used to have like the Braves with the tomahawk underline, right? Yeah, but you don't see that much anymore, especially on the hats. They just have like the A. But I was yeah, thinking I for uh, Cleveland, for them to keep like the uh, second name with an I, couldn't they just go with like the Isotopes? Like, like in The Simpsons. <laughs> exactly. So that way you're still st- staying with like the Cleveland like I team, right? So it's like the Cleveland Isotopes. That way you could still kind of use the I on like the helmets or the hats or something and the jerseys. Uh, it's too bad it wasn't the Red Sox. It could have been the Idiots, and then like the Kevin Moore, <laughs> uh, we're just a bunch of idiots. And Johnny Damon in there. The Braves jerseys still have yeah. the tomahawk underneath them. Just just an FYI. Oh okay. I think I've heard of them. Damn it, I always tell you to check your sources. I didn't say I had a source. Well, you should check your sources. <laughs> and down goes the phone. <laughs> Man down. Man down. Almost landed right in a cup of water. But we're good. We're still alive. Well, I'm happy for you. Any, uh... Any other thoughts on baseball? It's been a real slow start to free agency. Has there been any signings? <laughs> I think there's been a few small ones. Do you think they're waiting to see what, like, next year has in store for them for, like, fans in the stands and stuff before they start spending money or what? I don't know about – I don't know about fans in the stands, but I think they're – I think the owners are, are – you know, I think well, I think the free agents are still expecting to be paid like they would in a non-pandemic year, and the teams are saying we don't have money to pay you like it's a non-pandemic year. So I think that's kind of the the holdup with a lot of it. Someone like like uh, DJ Lemayhew uh, with the Yankees, he uh, apparently he's looking for like over a hundred million dollars. And he's somewhere like twenty five million apart from the team right now in the, in the contract discussions. So sounds like the Yankees are just planning to to wait him out because they don't think he's going to get that offer from anybody else. Yeah, makes sense, right? Like, I don't think anyone's going to pay a hundred million dollars for him. Yeah, you keep hearing that the Blue Jays are in on on like every player, which is. It's good and it's bad. It's good they're in the conversation, they're a destination, people are considering them. Um, but the fact that they haven't signed anyone yet is kind of kind of interesting. Because if the money's not being thrown around by other teams, but the Jays are displaying that they have it, 
you know, why wouldn't you know any of these guys have jumped on it and like kind of called the the bluff of the league at this point? So it's kind of a, a worrying trend to me that you know they're out there with so many free agents, but they haven't signed anybody yet. Well, I feel like I saw uh, back and forth on Twitter maybe between Trevor Bauer and Randall Grichik and something about maybe him signing uh, what would be a good Christmas present in Toronto or something like that, and maybe giving a hint that he was still thinking about coming yeah, to Toronto. I think I think Grichik was on a radio show or something and asked what a good uh, good Christmas present would be yeah. said, for the Blue Jays, and he said Trevor uh, Bauer, I think. Yeah. But, like, you got to think the same thing with the Mets, right? Like, the Mets have been saying that they want to spend money and they haven't done anything either. So, I think it's more the players just kind of waiting. Yeah, to but they don't, even have, they don't have a GM. So, yeah. I, I think that I think that's the problem. Is they don't have a GM yet. So, they're not – like, their decision maker that's going to mold their team isn't there yet. So, you know, they're being cautious, I guess, with, with their approach to free agency because – they don't want to go out and sign somebody that, you know, that they hire a, a GM and the guy doesn't fit the mold of what he's looking to build in a team, right? Uh, but he's holding up the market because, you know, they've got the money that the big name free agents want. So, well, be interesting I, to see what happens. I think the the main problem here, why there's not a lot of free agency signings and stuff, is that the league is looking to delay the season until about May, I've heard, because they want to get their players vaccined before they enter like uh, spring training and all that. So um, they're looking to delay the season. So I think that's why there's also a slow start to the uh, free agency. Yeah, there's the, still a lot of unknown. And that's, that yeah. might be part of it with the Blue Jays. Is they don't know if they're going to be able to play in Toronto still. Um, so we'll yeah. be interesting to see what happens with that. So I think that's why they're delaying it. Because they just want to see what's going on with the vaccine and all that. And I think that's why the NHL was kind of delaying their shit too. Is because they were trying to figure out what's going on with this vaccine as well. Well, there was Speaking talk. of the NHL. Sorry, go ahead, Kev. Okay, go, ahead. go ahead, Jones. Go. Well, I was just going to say there was talk of, uh, at one point I heard something about the NHL maybe uh, buying a whole bunch of vaccines and getting their players vaccinated. But I think that that would go against a lot of, like, it, would, it wouldn't look very political on them of, you know, flaunting their money and, buying these vaccines for instead of giving it to the people that truly need it off the bat first, I think that's all. Yeah, I know. I, I, I think it's kind of blown out uh, a little bit on, on that story. And obviously they're, they're looking, they want to, they want to vaccinate their players. So they're looking for, you know, private purchase. Um, I think all the major sports leagues are going to be doing the same. So it was just reported on that it, for the NHL because, you know, they're kind of delaying things right now. Um, but I expect all the major sporting leagues will do that. Problem is, is that it's not out there for private sale yet. So once, you know, once Pfizer and um, who's the other one, Moderna or something yeah. like that, um, once they've, uh, you know, reached their initial quotas for, you know, for the, the government promises, then they'll, then they'll start, you know, manufacturing it for, for private uh, distribution, right? So the NHL and M- MLB, NBA, uh, they'll all be able to, you know, purchase it for their players. So that's that's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. Yeah, I just don't think at this point in time it's a thing to be talking about right now. 
I think there's a lot more people and I, I think it's a legit it's a reasonable conversation for the MLB. I think if the NHL is planning to start next month, it's not it's not a realistic conversation for them to have. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I think there's people out there that need it more and I just part of me believes that like they're saying, you know, if some of these companies come out and start buying this thing, it's it's gonna take away from uh like lower income people getting the vaccine because these companies are coming in and spending flaunting their money and taking it away from these people. So that's, that's just the way I look at it. Um, I think, you know, in a couple months, three to six months, maybe is something, but right now I don't think it's a conversation that should even be had. Yeah. I think, you know, it's just, it's there, it's going to happen. It's just a matter of, you know, and none of these, none of these leagues want to have, you know, like the NHL doesn't want to have Connor McDavid in the news getting his vaccination while you know Grandma's dying in the nurse, the nursing home um, waiting for hers, right? So, yeah. you know they want the optics to be right that you know it's it's out there. You know, obviously, you know they're going to get it before you and I get it. Um, but I'm okay with that. I, I think I think a lot of I think the the political side actually wants these uh, these guys to get it so that they can they can be a public face that's been vaccinated and show that it works so that other people will, you know, lose their skepticism to, um, to start taking it on. Mm. It's the same as like the, like Obama and Bush and Clinton all got, uh, we're all, uh, all going to get vaccinated on, on TV. So like to show kind of a united front, past presidents that, you know, to the American people that, you know, you don't have to be afraid of the vaccine. It's here to, to help us and, you know, make get life back to normal for us kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know. I just don't know if athletes are the right ones to be showing that front, um, you know, out of any, everyone, they're the more physically fit, more healthy, more less effective. Like you look at someone like Lamar Jackson who had it, yeah, he said he spent 10 days in bed, but he was out the next week running around a football field, right? Like some of these people, these this is taking like a big toll on their bodies and they're not able to get back to their normal selves for months, if not years. So I just don't, I don't want to get political about it, but I just don't think athletes are the ones that should be showing people that they shouldn't be afraid of the vaccine. I just think that um, there's there's other people like, politicians like Bush and Clinton and Obama who aren't as uh, physically fit and as healthy as these professional athletes that should be the ones showing to not be afraid of it. That's all. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, while we're on the NHL, what are you guys, uh, what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What are you reading? Um, where are we look, where are we at with our the return to play there? There isn't, uh, there hasn't been too much coming out. Like they've been talking, uh, the NHL PA and the NHL have been talking for the last week and a half. There's still a bunch that they have to, I think, iron out before they go to a vote. Things like the, uh, the taxi squad, how they're going to bring players up from the minors, how it's going to affect the minors. They haven't officially confirmed the divisions yet like I know the Canadian division is going to be a division but they haven't the rest of them rest of them they haven't 
actually confirmed on who's going to be where. Um, so there's that, that they still have to work out. Um, and then once that happens, I think we're in for like a lot of trades and you're going to see some players that have to, like there's players that still have to resign. There's teams that need to get under the cap. I think there's going to be a lot of movement. And I know in Canada, you know, to get, once you get back into the country, you got to quarantine for 14 days. So if they're talking about starting the season on the 13th and training camps on the third, players have to be back in their, uh, in their home cities by this Saturday. So it'll be interesting to see how many uh, players are reporting to their cities. I think that'll give you a telltale sign if they're actually going to start on the 13th or if it's going to be pushed back. I have heard that they might push it back to the beginning of February. So um, I think there's still a lot of details that need to be ironed out. I know Joe Thornton was on a plane back. Um from Switzerland he was coming back to Toronto this week yeah like um I have I have at least the Canadian teams and how many players are where they're supposed to be uh the Leafs lead the way they have 36 players that um are in their hometown uh Ottawa's got 31 Calgary's got 26 the Oilers have 12 the Canadians have Less than 10, they don't have an exact number. Uh, the Jets have nine, and the Canucks only have eight. So, still a lot of people to get to where they need to go for training camps. Yeah, for sure. Um, World Juniors is is gearing up. It's going to be a go. There are a lot of NHL prospects at camp for um, you know the respective teams. Um, high picks like uh, Quentin Byfield and uh, Jamie Drysdale. Drysdale for the uh, uh, for Team Canada. Uh, but then there's some key players like the um, uh, what's his name Robertson. Um, what's Nick Robertson? Yeah, of the Leafs. He's, uh, he was pulled from uh, Team USA. Um, Alexi Lafreniere of the Rangers is, um, was not made available to Team Canada. Uh, I imagine there's, there's quite a few others, but those were the, you know, most notables. So I think this, uh, uncertainty around the start of the NHL season is affecting, uh, you know, some of these, um, guys at the World Juniors as well. Well, I, th- I think it's because, like, the Rangers and the Leafs, like, their camp's supposed to start on supposed to start on the third the season's supposed to start on the 13th so that's 10 days the world juniors if you make the gold medal game which someone like canada and the united states they're both one of the favorites to make it that far the game is not until the the fifth so for them to travel like lafreniere has got to travel across border so i don't know if from my understanding there is no quarantine in the united states but that being said, who knows, right, with that. So I think these teams are thinking about... Yeah, New York might have a court. They might. I don't know. I, I know, like, my uncle just went back to Chicago, and Chicago is, like, a democratic state, but they still don't have a quarantine on, like, coming back from Canada. He was here, and he went back. They went back, and they didn't have to quarantine. It was like life was just normal when they got there. 
minus that they were in lockdown, but there was no quarantine. It's it's weird that Robertson was pulled because he would have been in Canada, so he wouldn't have had to quarantine when he got back to Toronto. Um, I think for him, it's more the fact that they want him in camp to see if he's going to make the lineup or not. Yeah, that's what I've heard. I don't. He's not a shoe in to make the like the the Leafs, so they need him there to for every day possible, right? You know, two days when you're only in camp for. 10 days, two days is a lot. So, and that's, that's like him coming back. If they make it to the gold medal game, that would be him coming back. Like as soon as the game's over and being on the ice the next day. Right. So it's, they're thinking, I think their, their logic is that if they make the gold medal game, he's missing like four days of camp in a 10 day camp. So you're missing almost half the camp. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, and with Lafreniere, I think uh, the Rangers are also afraid of him going to the World Juniors and getting hurt like he did last year. So they don't yeah. want to take that chance with him, considering he has been training with them, preparing for the uh, spring, like the training camps to begin for the last like month or so. So they probably just want to keep him with them and let him continue his training with them and not even worry about the World Juniors. Like he's been there, he's won. He doesn't need to go back. Yeah, the taxi squads are going to be real interesting with – what are the rules for them? Like, is it essentially like an AHL team that you have to call up and send down from your active roster? Or is it an extension of the active roster and you can move these guys in and out of the lineup? Um, do the junior restrictions come into play at all with, if, with the uncertainty around the junior season? Like, I, I can't see the OHL playing this year. I don't know about, you know, if the WHL or the, the QMJ are going to get back up and running. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's 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 going to be interesting, even, like, how their money is going to count. Like, I, I'm assuming their money is not going to count against the cap because <clears throat> then you've got teams that are just going to be they're, – they're not even going to have a taxi squad, right? Like, look at – well, they would have to. They would have to increase the cap. Yeah. For the increased roster size, so in theory, like, but, could that help, like, a team like the Leafs who may have to carry, you know, only nineteen or twenty guys to, to stay under the cap? Or like, how does it? How does I, it all work? So, I I heard some talk about like teams trying to use that to bury cap, and they're not going to be allowed to use it to bury money. Like, you know how you send guys to the minors to bury their contracts? I think there's a, there's a rule in the CBA about how, if you try and bury a contract, you still have to carry a certain amount of cap hit for a guy. So You only you can only get a million dollars relief for the cap hit. Yeah. So, like, it's not going to be used for teams to bury contracts, right? Like, you look at Tampa Bay, and they still have to sign Sorelli and Chernak and they're they're over the cap already so they're looking at moving out like uh Tyler Johnson or Alex Kaloran or uh Andre Palat. Andre Palat but all of them have like no movement clause no trade clause like modified no movement clause so that's why I think once once dates are firmed you're gonna see teams like there's gonna be trades there's gonna be stuff's going to happen because Vegas has got to get under the cap too, right? 
Yeah, the Lightning already waived Tyler Johnson, didn't they? Uh, I don't did. think so. I thought they did. But I'm not I'm not sure. I think they waived him and somebody would just take him for free kind of thing. I don't know. Nobody claimed. Yeah, and Vegas is looking to move uh, Petretti to open no, up some. That, it's not happening now? No, the Bill Foley, the... Oh, the owner came out and said something that they're not said, moving him, right? they're not moving him. But they have to do something to uh, get some cap space. Yeah, they're right at the cap. Like I think they're a million or two over. So they don't necessarily have to move Petretti, but he would make life a lot easier for them if, if they can move him. But Brian Burke always says, you know, you always tell the player you, you're not trading them right up until the point where you trade them. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you have to, like, even look, like, Columb- or, uh, Columbus still has to re-sign Pierre-Luc Dubois, and the Islanders still need to re-sign Matt Barzell. So, like, I just think that once all this gets figured out, we're going to see, we're going to have, like, some, some good news to talk about, right? Yeah, I would think so. I, I think like the Islanders and Jackets have cap space to sign those guys. It's just going to be, you know, what does it look like? They, they they want like the big Austin Matthews deal that the teams aren't going to give out. So yeah, um, it'll be okay. What does the bridge look like? And then there's there's still free agents like uh, Hoffman out there. Yeah, um, a lot of defensemen. Um, Hamanek, I think, is out there. Corey Perry. Well, he's not a defenseman, but you're talking to defenseman here. Sorry. Yeah, there's a, there's there's still some good players out on the market that you know are either going to be signing for like league minimum or or you know waiting just waiting for an injury or something like that before they get picked up. Yeah, Hoffman's is going to be an interesting one to see where he goes. Anthony Duclair is still out there. Yep. But apparently, he's still representing himself. I was just going to say, I don't know if he's got an agent yet. So I think he's better off just going back to Ottawa. If they'll take him back at this point. Yeah. I'll just take a one-year deal. Well, they offered him a, a decent deal last year, I think, and he turned it down. I think it was a four-year deal or something, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. They even got Zidane Chara still out there. Oh, well, maybe at least can pick him up. Yeah, Burke, Burke thinks that he's got a deal with Boston. They just haven't announced it yet. Yeah, like a, one of those handshake deals. Yeah, there was something else that I thought I read that Lou Lamorello's got a couple deals with a couple players, but they haven't announced yet either. It was uh, Matt Martin for sure, and I think Corey Schneider to come back up, maybe. Yeah, I think I heard that as well. So, But they haven't been announced. Uh, anything else in hockey you guys want to chat about? Well, there's talks of uh, certain teams possibly playing outdoor games so they can have fans attending the games. I know there was like four to seven teams or something like that talking about it, looking at the possibility so they can make some money, I guess, and have some uh, fans show up to the games and play the outdoor stadiums. So it could be a lot of uh, so-called winter classics and stadium series going on this year if that happens. Who are those teams, Kudo? Well, I believe we have uh, the Ducks, the Bruins, the Kings, the Penguins, uh, the Hurricanes, Stars, and the Predators. We're all looking at possibly playing some outdoor games. Interesting. Yes. Because I heard even uh, maybe the Ducks aren't even going to be able to start the season in Anaheim just because of like their 
COVID rules right now. So, who knows? Yeah, I don't think they could be playing at home this year. Yeah, well, the Sharks are going to fall into that Santa Clara County. Yeah. Um, yeah. No that's, contact. That's affected. That'll be done by the time, but, you know, they may they may have another one come in. So. Yeah. Huh. Also, did you guys see that the NHL is, like, uh, looking to maybe sell some ads on the uh, players' helmets as well? Oh, no, we're, we're becoming more European. Yeah, but for right now, they just said just the helmets that I saw. They're, like, investigating on doing that or not. Oh, God. Yeah, it makes sense. Really it makes sense. Like, I would just replace the team logo on the sides of the helmet with, with an ad, you know, if that's how you want to stimulate your revenue. You know, yeah, maybe they can put up some uh, MeUndies on the helmets, you know? I think they need an Into Sports and Stuff logo on their helmets, but, hey, that's just me. We'll just uh, we'll sponsor the hat, and we'll uh, we'll just take out a big uh, uh, poop emoji and have it on the side of the helmet. Uh, no, that's not happening. I'm not being a part of that. Well, good thing you only have 33 percent of the shares, so <laughs> I think we outvote you. <laughs> not happening. Why do you guys always got to pick on me? Because you're a Habs fan, and I love it. Jackpot! All right, guys, let's get into our uh, our rare stakes here. We're running uh, a little longer than we normally do, so uh, we should probably look to. Uh, I do what I want. Let these people uh, get back to their lives. How'd you guys do with your rare stakes last week? I was two, one, and one. I was two and two. Nice. I was also two and two. So. Pretty much a stinker of a week for us, but thanks to Jones's push, we're above 500. So, <laughs> way to be Jones. Yeah, the stupid Chiefs can get one more point for me. It was like seven, and they won by six. God damn it! Yeah, it's the same one. Yeah, and the fucking Lions kicked a field goal to get down by a touchdown instead of when they were down ten. So they fucked me there. And um, the Packers, they and they the were Saints my push. Just fifty-five. Yeah, the Saints fucked me over as well. What's that? I said, I said my push at fifty-five points was like right on fifty-five points. Fucking Packers. Goddamn cheeseheads! It's all your fault, Carmasco. All your fault. Yeah. Ready to go, Matty? Fucking Lions. Yeah. All, all right, right. Who wants to kick us off? I guess Jones, you you had the win last week. Does that mean I got to kick us off? Yeah, you got to take it away, champ. All right. Well, here goes nothing. I had my bets, and then I closed my phone and lost them, so we're going to start fresh. So uh, we're going over 51.5 in the Carolina Panthers-Green Bay Packers game. We are going to take the Miami Dolphins, minus 2.5, over Jordan Guindon's crappy New England Patriots. Fuck you, Guindon. Oh, yeah, sorry, he's a Bucks fan. Wants to do it in Tom Brady's poop shoot. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going to the Bucks Falcons game and I'm going to take the over fifty point five in that game. And I think that Jalen Hurts magic is going to wear out, and Kyler Murray is going to run show on the Eagles, and I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals minus six against the Philadelphia Eagles. And those are my rare stakes. Nice. 
Kudo, you want to go? Yeah, I guess I could go since I come prepared. So for this week, I am taking the Cowboys at a plus three against the 49ers. I got the Chiefs at a minus three against the Saints. I got the Browns at a minus four against the Giants. And I'm taking the goddamn Steelers at a minus 13 against the Bengals. And those are my rare stakes for the week. 13. Wow. That's a big number. That is number. a big number. I'm a little scared about that, but I'm taking it. Let's do it. I like the gamble. All right. I got a couple of games. I got a couple games the same as uh, as you guys. I'm going to ride uh, the Dolphins minus two and a half with Jones against the Patriots. And I'm going to ride the Chiefs minus three against the Saints with Kudo. I'm going to take the Bills and double down on my survivor pick and take the Bills minus six and a half against the Broncos. And I'm going to take the football team plus five points at home against the Seahawks. I like that football team bet. I like it. Yeah, they're playing well. Their defense is unreal. Is Alex Smith back or is he still hurt though? Uh, I haven't heard. Okay. Uh, too early in the week as we're recording on Tuesday. True, so true, very true. They haven't, uh, they haven't announced, but it, it sounded minor. It was uh, more precautionary, they said, that he wasn't playing last week. So okay. I'm hopeful he's back. You might want to wait on that and see if the number grows, you know. Yeah, you don't want to see that guy out again. He's been out long enough. I locked in. I locked in five. We bet on Tuesday. There you go. Awesome. Well, you guys got anything else? Mm, nope. All right. Well, thanks everyone for joining us for our 29th episode. We really appreciate all the love and support. Please give us a follow on Instagram at Into Sports and Stuff, and follow us on Twitter at Into Sports Stuff. No and in that one. Feel free to send us your personal picks of the week and let us know any topics you want us to talk about on the show. Check out Tee Public and Me Undies in the show notes. And don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe in your podcast player of choice. See you next week and we'll get into sports and stuff. Producer Pat, hit the music. Bye. Peace. Uh-oh. Oh,